0: Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. These these uh, decisions that will change your life, you know, there's some decisions you make they are small, kind of inconsequential, there's the bigger decisions, like where you're going to go to college, who you're going to marry, and the careers and jobs and things like that that you do. And then there's these bigger decisions, these eternal decisions we've been talking about for the last many weeks. And and we're talking about these six decisions that we believe will change your life. And if you've paid attention, if you've noticed, uh, well, let me say this up front. If you've missed any of these uh, decisions leading up to today, I encourage you to go back and listen to them on the podcast because Today, we're talking about the decision to surrender. And some of the things I will say today, if you haven't been tracking with us all along, some of the things I'll say today might sound a little bit crazy. They might sound a little bit illogical. They might sound a little bit irresponsible in regard to what it looks like to make a decision to surrender. So I encourage you to go back and listen so you can catch up and go, oh, okay, that's what she meant, so you don't think I'm completely nuts. Um, but there, if you notice this tracking, remember that very first week was making that decision to follow Jesus. You know, when, when John the Baptist said, look, that's the guy I've been talking about. And and and, and Peter and John, and Andrew, and they said, oh, we're going to follow. We're, we're going. We're going. And um, they, they said they're going to follow. And in that process of following, the next week we talked about the decision for a new life. It wasn't enough just to follow Jesus but it was to say, you know what, the old life I was living, the way I was living before, how I was thinking, how I was processing, all these things, that's not what I need. I'm going to make the decision to have a new life in Christ. And in the next week, see, it's, it's going on a pattern here. It's okay, I've, I'm following Jesus and I've made this decision for a new life. Now I'm going to make the decision to mature. I'm not going to stay where I was. I want to grow in my faith. I want to learn more. I, I don't want to stay where I was. I want to move forward. And then in the fourth week, we talked about this decision to uh, mature, and then the decision to respond. And I want to tell you, I don't, I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything's in On Purpose. And I think it was, there, was no, there was no doubt that there was a reason that on one week, we talked about the decision to respond, and the following Sunday, we talked about the decision to persevere, and in the middle was this little thing called Hurricane Matthew. That brought 160 people to our church and their pets, and they spent the the weekend here with us. Because in between that, what I saw were people who said, "I'm going to respond to the needs of others," um, food. I mean, we fed these folks three full good meals every day. Uh, people were donating their time. They were here. We were helping these folks. And then on that last Sunday, we talked about a decision to persevere when 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 life throws stuff at you, when when things happen that that don't make sense, when you get displaced from your home because of a of, of a giant storm are you going to be a person that makes that decision to persevere are you going to persevere in your faith so we've been walking along on this track and today as we talk about this decision to surrender it's the one that I think is the is it's the hardest because it's really about giving up yourself completely and and only someone who has said I'm going to follow yeah there's Jesus I'm following him yeah I need a new life the old one I had isn't cutting it and I want to grow in this faith. I don't want to stay a baby Christian my whole life. And I'm going to, when I see what God is doing, I'm going to respond to those needs. And when things get hard, I'm going to persevere. Then you can say, and I can be someone who can make a decision to surrender. I can make this decision to surrender. I want to offer you two uh, passages of scripture today to consider. These are kind of, this is the, the foundation that, that this message is built on. One are Jesus' words and the other are, are words from Paul. The first one from Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, he's saying this to his disciples, and he says this, now think about it, we're talking about the decision to surrender, hear his words. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You see that act of surrender in here. Now, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul is writing, and he says this, he's talking about his faith journey, he's talking about where he is, what he understands, and he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, see, he's surrendered, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, that's like his everyday life, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. If I had to boil these two passages down into a a statement, um, not that they need it because they're great on their own, but this is, as I was reading those two passages, this was what I heard. Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. We're talking about the decision to surrender. Actions speak louder than words. It's one thing to say with your mouth, I'm a disciple, I'm a follower of Jesus. It's one thing to say that. It is something else entirely to act as a disciple of Jesus. Think about this for a minute. If you didn't um, speak through a microphone or just in regular conversation, if you didn't speak or tweet or post about being a follower of Jesus, would anyone know by your actions alone? Would anyone know by your actions alone if you were a follower of Jesus, if you were a disciple of Jesus? And one of the things I was thinking about, um, James chapter 2, he says these words that, that faith without works is dead. And I'll tell you something, last week watching uh, this church body um, act on the needs of people, um, it, it just showed me that we are very much alive. Uh, in times of crisis, in times of need, this church is amazing, phenomenal in saying, what can I do, what else can I do, and what else can I do? It's just, it's amazing. And I know some of you weren't here, some of you weren't able to help. I know you were probably seeing things in social media and emails and you're like, oh my goodness, I wish I could help. Well, let me tell you something. We don't need just to be people that can respond to tragedy or, or natural disasters. We need to be people who respond daily. We need to be people who can do that. And only someone who has surrendered their lives, only someone who's made that decision to surrender is able to really do that on any kind of a regular basis, See, I think we all have it within us to respond just every now and then, you know. We all have it within us to, to jump up and help when, when, when someone falls down. But what about the person that maybe they haven't fallen down? Maybe they're just kind of scooting along. You know, a person that's made that decision to surrender made that, and, and said, I- I'm going to be consistent in this, is able to do that. Here's what I mean by that. Here's where I want you to start thinking uh, this morning. Um, I think there's three ways... I'm sure there's more, but I'm going to offer three ways in which you can say to yourself, ask yourself, am I making that decision to surrender? Have I made it? Should I make it? Have I, Did I make it once and then I forgot about it? But I want you to think about this. Have I made this decision to surrender? I want to offer you three ways, and, um, and I want to share these three ways in combination with some incredible quotes that I found this week that I just kind of came across. In- upon and I was like oh my goodness this is perfect there's a guy named David Livingston very very well known uh, I guess you would say famous in Christian circles missionary Uh, he was from Scotland originally he's born like 200 years ago he's not with us anymore by the way Um, but he was this famous missionary to Africa and um, I mean it was just amazing that the ministry that this guy had Uh, and it influenced missionaries for for decades to come Um, But there's some things he said, and and I want to partner those with some thoughts that you can have about if you're making the decision to follow Jesus. So here we go. Here's the first one. If you're making the decision to surrender, not follow, I said follow. If you're making the decision to surrender, one of the first things you want to ask yourself is, am I someone that's got no reserves? Do I have no reserves? Here's what I mean by that. Well, let me share with, with, what, you, what Livingston said. So Livingston is in um, Africa. He's doing his ministry. And he gets this letter, which is the only form of communication, by the way, as far as distance goes. So it's not like someone texted in this. He got a letter. And, and this is what was said to him, asked of him. Have you found a good road to where you are? If so, we want to send other men to join you. And this is how he responded. This is no reserves. This is what he said. If you have men who will come only if they know there is a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come if there is no road at all. See, he's saying is, I'm doing the work of the Lord, and if, if you want to come only if there's a good road, if you just know there's an easy way in and an easy way out, and you won't turn your ankle, and there won't be any problems, and, and, and if that's all you're thinking about, then, then you don't need to come here. You need to go ahead and stay in over there in Europe and do your thing. He wanted people who had no reservations, who had, that weren't saying, I, I need to know if it's going to be safe. I need if it's going to be okay. They had no reserves. When someone is totally committed to serving God, what they can do, they can say, they can respond with their life. And they say, you know what? I'm gonna gonna come even if the roads are bad. I'm gonna show up even if the roads are non-existent. A person who has made the decision to surrender doesn't have these kind of reservations in their life. They're willing to say, I'll come. I'll help. I I don't know all the details. I don't know. Listen, I have to um, say to you that uh, you know we have a, a, an amazing uh, church facility, and and we have really great policy in place for for caring for our kids and making sure our kids are safe, and and our workers are you know good people and all that stuff. You know when we opened when we knew the storm was coming in last week um, on Wednesday when, when Bob and I made the decision to say yeah we're going to do this thing. And when Thursday came around and people started showing up at our church at 10:30 at night with their children and their and their love, and their pets who they might love more than children we're not sure but you know that's and so they show up and they're like I there's no place to go I the hotels are full we have nowhere um, we said come on in and and we didn't we didn't take down their social we we copied their driver's license but we didn't do a full background check we didn't make them fill out pa- pages and pages of papers we said you know what. Uh, you're going to come into our church building, we're going to make sure that we're making sure that, you know, everything's good, you know, people are okay. But we were not going to be held up in a moment of crisis by, um, by some things that, that could have gotten in the way for us opening the door and helping people. Now, some people might say, well, that's not safe. Well, we, we say we're going to be people who are mature and use wisdom and, and we're not going to put any kids in any kind of harm's way, but we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. See, someone that's made the decision to surrender is able to not, be able to have no reserves and say, you know, I'm not going to let uh, that be in the way. Is this making sense? Are you with me? Okay, and I know sometimes you kind of go, well, hold on a minute. But see, that's the thing. This is, this is kind of what Livingston was dealing with. There were some guys saying, well, hold on a minute. What about the roads? And he's saying, just go ahead and stay home. So, so we want to be people who have no reserves. Think about this. You know what a reserve tank is on a, on a car, on a vehicle, right? It's a smaller tank, unless you get got one of those big, giant, like, diesel trucks, and you have, like, five tanks. I don't know how many tanks are on there. But most cars, if you've got a reserve tank, it's just a smaller little tank, right? It's to the side. It's, it's off. And, and why do you have that? When you run out of gas in the one tank, it's enough to get you to the gas station, right? It's enough to get you home. It's enough to get you to the side of the road or off the highway. There's a reserve tank. Now, here's what I'm thinking about in regard to that that... That image in your mind of a tank. Too often, I think we um, hold back our time, our resources, our energy, our talents, our passions—things uh, that we could be offering as as all you know, like consistently and not just in times of crisis. But we hold back and we put it into our reserve tank. And, and that's you know, it's not a bad thing to have a reserve. You know, we're supposed to have a Sabbath. We're supposed to have a rest. We're supposed to have a time away. It's God designed this whole thing that we're not supposed to be always going, 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 going. But it's just one day out of seven that we have a Sabbath. Sometimes I think, and I've been guilty of this too, that I've made my reserve tank my main tank I'm putting everything in there. I'm gonna keep all this for me. I gotta have it just in case, you know. It's you know. I just gotta have more time. I gotta have. I, I better. I better rest instead of do that. I better better keep this uh, these resources to myself instead of give it here. And I and I keep and what I find is that the reserve tank gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then what I'm trying to function on this main tank, it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. See, we should be people that 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 should not be how, how it's built. That should not be how it's set up. That we should be people say, you know what? I, I'm not going to be focused on my reserves. I'm not going to be driven by how much can I put away? How much can I save? How much can I, can I protect myself? How much can I protect my time? We need to be people with no reserves. I know I spent a lot of time on that, this one particular one because I think it's the one that really talks to most of us the most. It kind of it it rubs up against us a little bit and maybe hurts a little bit. But we should be people, if we made the decision to surrender, that, we've got, that, that we're not driven by reserves. What's in that small tank you've got? Is it, is it about that Sabbath rest or is it about have you put a whole lot in there? No, no reserves, no reservations. Um, here's a second way that you can say, all right, am I making this decision to surrender? Ha- am I doing this? And it's this, no retreats. Now, that doesn't mean that if a women's retreat comes up, you don't sign up or something like that. What this means, Retreats. This is about not going backwards. This is about not, um, not moving backwards. Here's what Livingston said. I love this quote. He said, I am prepared to go anywhere provided it be forward. God, I'm available to you wherever you want me to go as long as I'm moving forward with you, as long as I'm moving forward in the faith, as long as I'm being a... a, a a productive, active part of your body of Christ, God. I will go anywhere as long as you're not telling me to run backwards, as long as you're not telling me to retreat. And so I ask you to ask yourself this Are you still advancing in your faith? Maybe you're a new Christian. Maybe you've been doing this for a couple of years. Maybe it's been a, l- a couple of decades. In your faith, are you advancing? Are you moving forward in your faith, or do you find that you're stagnant? Do you find that you've you've turned tail and run at times? Do you find that you're you're kind of just slowly taking some steps backwards? But we should be people who don't retreat. We should be people who don't back up. That we move forward. You know, there's this beautiful imagery in Scripture about the uh, the armor of God, right? And, and when you get a chance later, you know, go back and read that. There's this beautiful imagery of what it looks like. Do you know what? You've heard me say this before. There's nothing covering that backside in the armor of God. There's nothing. Why? Because you're supposed to be someone who's moving forward. There's nothing back there. If anything, it's the other person with you that's covering you. But you are to be a person who's moving forward. And this is what Livingston said. I'm prepared to go anywhere as long as it's not backwards. We should be people, if we've made the decision to surrender to God, we're saying, I'm not going to retreat. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to um, uh, go into the past. Oh, think about that for a minute. You know in regard to the past here's another one (laughs) think about a clock clocks only go forward they only go forward in time if you get a clock that's going backwards in time you need to go and get a refund because it's not going to help you you're going to be late all the time the clocks only go forward we should be people most definitely who learn from the past always and forever but we should never be people who live in that past We should be moving forward. We should be people who are saying, I'm going to go forward. As a follower of Jesus, this is what our face should look like. And listen, as the church, as the church, we should be people who are saying, no retreating. We're moving forward. Again, we should always learn from the past and and, and consider the past and see uh, where we are today because of the past. But we should always be moving forward. A church that doesn't uh, move forward is going to end up shutting its doors. They're just going to have to close down. A church that is not moving forward, uh, a church that doesn't, um, uh, that doesn't see the need to reach people today, uh, it, it's going to shut its doors tomorrow. So we want to be people who are saying, I'm, I'm not going to be only about reserves and storing away. We need people who are saying, I'm, I'm not going to retreat. No reserves, no retreats. Here's the third way. Um... The third way to know if you've made this decision to surrender, and it says, no regrets. No regrets. If I had thought about it beforehand, you know that, what is that, the image of someone who got the tattoo and it says, no regrets, because they spelled it wrong? Oh, man. No regrets. No reserves, no retreats, no regrets. Here's what Livingston said about this I will place no value on anything I have or may possess except in relation to the kingdom of Christ. So he's saying, everything I've got is yours, God. I'm not going to put value on anything except what is of you, Lord. And that's a way you can live with no regrets, because when you start putting value on other things, eventually you're going to start putting those things above God. When we put value, great value on things, eventually they're going to start to take the place. And I think that's called something like idolatry or something like that you might want to look into. But we should be people who are saying, I'm not going to have regrets. Um, think about this. Um, do you have regrets about the way in which, in regard to your faith journey, um, in wh- the way in which you could have responded to God in the past and you didn't? Are there some things that uh, that you could have responded to the needs of other people but you didn't? Do you have regrets about the way in which you, you could have offered your talent, you could have offered your, your resources, you could have offered just your presence, and you didn't? See, remember, it's, it's, uh, we can learn from our past, but we don't need to live there. And if you're someone who's having a hard time with regrets, I want to tell you something, you're living in the past. I'm so thankful that, that our God gives us second and third and fourth and fifth opportunities for redemption. And he says, no, I've, I've got you covered, come to me. Come to me. I've done the work. Just come to me. Surrender yourself to me. I've got life for you. We shouldn't be people who are living in regrets. A person who is living with those regrets, like I said, is, is hanging out in the past. We should be people who are saying, you know what? I'm not going to have reservations. I'm not no reserves. I, I'm going to quit trying to store away and, and protect myself or maybe my immediate family. I'm going to quit just thinking about that. I'm not going to let that start to be my main tank. I'm going to be someone who's living a making a decision to live a life that's surrendered to God. And He might ask something of me that that it might it might uh, it might change our our uh, our family schedule. It might change our budget. It might change. Uh, I mean, who knows what it could look like? It might change your job if you decide to surrender make that decision he might have been just sitting there just you know the holy spirit just just getting at you for a couple of years now and you've just been like shh shh you know swatting it away like a, a pesky fly and and you might finally say i'm gonna make that decision to surrender and suddenly it's not just a little something it's like a big loud bullhorn saying go here do this are you going to be someone who makes the decision to surrender I'm telling you, like I said, if you haven't listened to the other messages we get to today, you're kind of going, What are you talking about? But this idea and, and living since, you know, this, this summary of, of what it looks like to live a life surrendered to God of, of no reserves and no retreats and no regrets, it's good. I mean, if someone were to ask you to summarize your uh, relationship with God, if someone were to, to say, hey, write this down, would there be someone who would, instead of writing like no reserves and no retreats and no regrets, would someone write, play it safe? Save money? Or maybe just a, a two-letter word, no? No? No reserves, no retreats, no regrets. As uh, we talked about earlier, next week we're going to be in the sanctuary for our unity service. We love to do this. We try to do this once or twice a year. Um, the band, the porch band is going to be in there leading us in worship. And Bob and I will be doing the message. And listen, don't take the Sunday off. Don't be like, oh, well, they're going to be over there. We're not. I'm, I'm really encouraging you to come one because there are people we've got four services going on in this church on a sunday and there are people that you might work alongside of or that you see around town and you had no idea you guys are worshiping at the same church so it's really great to be able to get together um that's one thing about that so i encourage you to come at 8:45 or 11 if you come to these doors on sunday next sunday there'll be a sign on the door that says hey come on to the sanctuary so just come on over there and, and be a part of that But So not only are we getting together, but but like we saw in the video and J.D. and Jessica mentioned, we have this cool opportunity to make an impact. And so I hope you've already been praying about this, but if you haven't, then you've got six days to really start considering how you, your family, you as an individual, you as a couple, how you can help be a part of our impact giving next week. See, if we're people that are saying, I've made the decision to surrender, when we start talking about impact giving, well, if if you're someone who's going, Oh, everything's gotta be in reserve, and when that's when someone on a stage says something about giving, you go, Uh, stop talking. I mean, that's what I do, so I don't know about you guys, but here's our goal twenty thousand dollars, which sounds like a lot if I were to ask uh ed to cut me a check right now. It might it might affect your budget a little bit. Would it Aaron? Maybe a little bit. So 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 we say, Hey, it's not all on you guys. So we say, we're all part of this. I mean, here's the thing. If, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago too, but if, if, if you as a family say, you know what, we're going to give $100 to this. See, I say that and some people go, oh man, 100 that's gosh, I don't know if I can do that. Well, the cool thing about that is, is there's someone else when I said 100 who went, we can do more than that. We can do two. See, it, it's not about everyone's got to give a certain amount. It's about how would you like to be part of making an impact in the kingdom of God All the way over to Kenya. I love the fact Bob's jumping on a plane in a couple weeks and he's going to go and present that check to that church and worship with those people in that place. Um, To help get the gospel of Jesus in our elementary schools uh, through the Good News Clubs. To help launch a new church that's reaching people for Jesus. To help in here, to help enhance our ministry and how we can reach out to people. Uh, My goodness, how can you be a part of that? So we have that impact giving uh, that you can you can be a part of that. Here's the other thing. Um, the day before, so that's next Sunday. But the day before on Saturday, uh, we're doing our we do this. Uh, we started this last year, year before uh, our big day of service in the community, which also is like Valdosta Lounge Day of Service. So it's all in conjunction. But we have five specific ways we're going to go out and reach people. It's in your connection card. Check it out. You can check that today and turn it in in a little bit when the offerings are received. Or you can, and or, either way, show up in the fellowship hall next Saturday at 9.30 in the morning and give a couple of hours. See, see someone who's got the reserve tank and saying, no, I've got no time, I've got no time, and, no, no, no. When I say a couple of hours, you can kind of maybe get a little squirrely and sitting in your seat, and this is uncomfortable. But see, if you're done by noon, you can get home in time for kickoff. So see, it still works out. Um, not that football is important at all, I know so you show up and you go and serve one of the things we're doing next week with this uh big day of service is we always go to a local laundromat and we just show up and we're like hey good to see you can we pay for your laundry and the looks on people's faces let me tell you they want to know what's the deal what's the gimmick what are we we're just like no we just want to we just want to pay for your laundry we just want to bless you that's one of the things we're doing next week. Well, so we need a lot of quarters to do that. You might notice these two uh, baskets up here. There's one down in the um, lobby as well. If you've got some change today or a couple of dollars and you want to throw it in there, that'll be great because Justin and Allison are leading this laundry crew up next week. So he's going to go to the bank and get a whole lot of quarters. And, um, and it'll be good. So I want you to be a part of this. I want you to think about this. Um, Our impact giving, our big day of service, our unity service. Listen, this is the mentality of someone who says, you know what, I'm going to surrender myself. I'm not going to keep my time all to myself. I'm not going to keep my resources all to myself. I want to be part of something that is bigger than all of this. And that's someone who's made that decision. And, And listen, none of us are perfect in this journey, uh, you might have had this down pat a couple of years ago, and you find yourself going, oh, man, I need to do better again. It's okay. It's a, that's why it's called a journey of faith instead of, oh, you've already arrived. We're on this together. So we can all choose today to say, I'm going to make this decision. And, and it's going and it's, and it's to be noticeable in my life, in my family's life, but in the life of people around us too, this decision to surrender. Uh, before I pray, I want to uh, celebrate something with you guys uh Nevaeh, you want to come up here, beautiful? Um this uh young lady has uh made the decision to uh be baptized. And um come on around here. And we're going to go over our friends over at First Baptist have have loaned us their uh their swimming pool. Their, their baptismal pool, and we're going to go over there after the service, and, and she's going to be baptized, and her, her grandfather, Mr. Billy, is going to be uh, doing that. This will be his fifth grandchild um, to be a part of their baptism. But will you all celebrate with Ms. Nevea Lavely and say <laughs> you're so proud of her? <clears throat> you want to make a speech or anything? No? Okay, you can go sit back with your folks then. Good job. Good job. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.